There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It is a fresh edition of a numbers game. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Bar Canada at the Dean downtown Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson here on VEASAN and the DraftKings Network. A very happy Kelly Bidlin, our producer, right next to me on the desk because NBA is back tonight, Kelly. Yeah. Let's go. The wait is over. I was going to say, man, don't call me out just because Charm's on TV, okay? Charm is on a lot of TVs in here, okay? It, it may or NBA's may not. back, though. Let's go, baby. Well, they've already got TNT set up for you. That's, That's right. Yeah, Your yeah, favorite ready to go. time on tradition is waking up after you know a random slumber after having NBA on TNT on, and you get some random show. That's right. Yeah, every morning. Every morning, one of my TVs has charmed on. There, <laughs> that's TV for sure. When I tur- yeah, when I turn them on. Every, every single, what, what is it, after be Wednesday and Friday mornings. Yeah. And now with the NHL, we had uh, TNT last night uh, for NHL. That's right, that Bruins yeah. Oilers game. So you're you you know you've got to cover now if you really want to like four days a week. And That's Kelly, right, Kelly, yeah, Kelly, yeah. we're coming on here. <laughs> Kelly rattling through every single character of the Charmed franchise. <laughs> always uh, always great. We will talk some uh, NBA. Uh, we have a lot of different NBA topics today. Tim Murray, our colleague, joins us to talk college basketball in a half hour as well. A lot of great games. Some. A tremendous upsets last night on the card as well. We'll not only do college basketball, but we will do heavy NBA. Nick Whalen, our pal over at Rotowire, will join us as well, top of our next hour. And then Matt Grissom, to talk college baseball, outstanding college baseball analyst for College Insiders, joins us at 1130 Eastern because the people have spoken, Kelly. They want college baseball talk today and tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, and if you're going to be on the... Give it to them. If you're going to be on this show, Ben, yeah, you got to give the A&G audience what they want. That's college baseball stuff. So we're doing it. Yeah, we're going. We got it. I, you know, and my, you know, you can do the ESPN plus the quad box on your Apple TV and it's, it's been great. I, you know, you got college basketball and I've got some random like Oklahoma Dallas Baptist game. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> We're back. That's great. College baseball. Well, NBA's back tonight, and already we have stars sitting, and the biggest star in the league, it's LeBron James, who announces yesterday he is out for tonight's game. Lakers at Warriors expected to headline the start of the second half. I guess second half in quotes, since we are well past the halfway point, but second half post-All-Star break. And 
Kelly, you got all over this thing right away. We opened three yesterday, and with that news coming out on LeBron, I quickly got up to four and a half, and now we sit six market wide as we sit 10 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. I mean, hey, just macro real quick on LeBron. This is, uh, you know, he did kind of warn about this. I didn't really think it was going to happen when he brought it up, Ben. I just thought it was kind of the, hey, you know, it is, we're, we're limping to the end of the NBA season. Everybody's kind of banged up a little bit. Um, but this is a big time game tonight for where these two teams are at in the standing. So for him to be missing this, um, definitely a bit of bit of concern. If you are a Lakers backer, or you know, you got futures tickets on Lakers, or if you're a Lakers fan, I I was kind of surprised to see that come down yesterday. I did jump on the Warriors uh, when it was moving, Ben. I only caught it though at five, so I got the Warriors minus five tonight. Frankly, though, you talked about where this opened at with LeBron James being ruled out. I'm surprised this number hasn't gotten bigger on the Golden State side. I would think it probably does as we go through the course of the day here. And people like, you know, people remember, hey, the NBA is back. Let me see what I can bet tonight. Uh, And Lakers Warriors will jump jump out to them. Um, I I, I would expect this gets close to six and a half, seven, something like that. LeBron James is worth more than three points to a line. Um, So. I think it's probably playable still at six. These are two teams that, that I have I have rated fairly close together. So you talked about what three, three and a half pretty much being the opener, right? That That's right where I thought it would be, should be at. Now you're talking about a move, a move only up to six with with LeBron out. Uh, I think it's still probably better. I think it's still bettable at, at six or you can look to attack this one live tonight. And for LA now, just going forward, and we'll do the full breakdown here of the not only the in-season odds because you have Win total odds that are out there right now. Kelly and I each have selected our favorite ones to talk about. I don't want to step on your toes if you if you chose the Lakers here, Kelly, but this is a team that has a 10th toughest strength of schedule remaining. Yeah. You already have LeBron after a long absence now sitting out the first game, a huge marquee game out of the break. You're plus 105 to make the playoffs. You're right in the heart of that that chase right now. And plus 105, that is assuming you win your play-in tournament games because the Lakers right now are the nine seed and they're two back of the Kings, two and a half back at Dallas for the seven seed and that, that first team there in the play-in tournament. You know, a team that has, you know, has been up and down all season under head coach Darvin Hammond, you're left wondering, well, if this is the case for LeBron coming out of healthy rest, what's it going to be like when the Lakers need to win games down the stretch against a lot of really good competition? Yeah, absolutely. And this is, yeah, we're going to talk win totals next segment. I think, I think both of these teams, it's you could make great cases for, I think you could make good cases to bet an under on win, current win totals for Golden State and L.A., uh, but man, we're looking. You, if you're watching at home right now, you're seeing exactly what the what the standings are looking like uh, and what the play-in tournament situation could be. I I still have enough faith in in, in the, the greatness of players that are LeBron, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, that those teams are going to be fighting hard and not fall at least out of that picture there in those nine ten spots. So probably it, it, it wouldn't be an under bet for me on either one of those teams, but I can understand if that's the way you're lo- you're looking on on each one of them. Yeah, so, and both, like, both teams certainly trended really well heading into the break. Lakers win seven to ten, Warriors eight to ten, both top five in offensive rating over the last fifteen yep. games. So there are things to like about both teams. Uh, especially on the Lakers front, though, no LeBron tonight, understandably so. Uh, that line has zoomed up. So we'll talk about uh, those win totals coming up here in a little bit. Again, Nick Whalen from Rotowire joins us as well. Also a big hoops night. I was you know, trying to get Kelly here to watch some college basketball last night. You obliged, Kelly, and you caught a really good night. We yeah. had uh, upsets galore. And, and if you're betting this stuff, uh, especially like if you're, you know, you're playing favorites uh, and they're up big late, 
and you're, let's say you had Illinois last night who were up seven with 40 seconds to go, were covering against Penn State. Not only do they not cover, they lose the game outright. And it's part of this growing trend now, Kelly, where we always love to poo-poo the idea of what does it really matter, you know, the rankings. You know, betters don't care. Odds makers don't care. But there is this interesting development here in the college basketball season where the ranked teams on the road against unranked teams. Now, if we're just talking straight up, setting aside the odds, are only winning at a 55% clip this year. That is on pace for by far the worst record in the modern AP poll era. Think about that, 55% straight up. And that's including everybody. I mean, that even includes, yeah, you know, like wild. when Marquette goes on the road against DePaul as a 20-point right. favorite. <laughs> that's gonna, everything. Yeah, I was going to say, probably the smaller conference ones are the ones where it's more shocking, right? Because you usually have one or two of those teams that might be at the top, and then you've got some bottom feeders uh, that they can beat up on. So, yeah, that is, wow, that is pretty stunning. Like Penn State uh, upsets Illinois last night, 90 to 89, had a 4% win probability with one, one minute to go. That was crazy. LSU stuns Kentucky at the buzzer uh, last night there. Kentucky was ranked 17th. So it's, it's fascinating how this has worked. And we kind of juxtapose this too with one other recent trend that tends to be bet a lot. And it's the whole idea of the unranked home team who's actually favored against the ranked road team. So what I just said, Kelly, you would assume, oh, this thing has been a, a great betting vehicle this year. Yeah. And Obviously. yet, and yet, <laughs> it actually hasn't, at least against the number, because the odds makers have adjusted so well that, you know, really these numbers have gotten inflated to the point where you're better off taking the dog. We had one example of that last night where Colorado State goes to New Mexico. You know, I, I, had, I mean, I, I'm based on the closing line, I made a really bad bet. I bet Colorado State on the opener plus six, close plus eight and a half in some shops, Kelly. <sighs> Game was played within three pretty much the whole way. There was a brief stretch where New Mexico got up six or seven early second half, but that was a tight game all the way. One of the best games of the season as the two teams exchanged buckets back and forth in the final two minutes. Just go back and watch the final two minutes of that game if you haven't already. I mean, it was an unbelievable finish, but that's another example of how that line at eight and a half at close was ridiculously high, and we're now 18 and 18 against the number this season. You're losing money if you just bet those spots situationally, even in a season where the ranked road teams are doing horribly on the road it still has not really manifested into actually cashing tickets. Yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's just a good overall point about trends, right? Like it is, uh, uh, you know, what, what was our old friend uh, Jimmy Carl say? Uh, trends don't pay the rent. Uh, that, is, uh, that is the case. You need to make sure you're tracking these things uh, every year. And look, I think in, in general, right, that is a, it's a solid overall trend to be aware of every college basketball season if you are betting college basketball regularly. But, yeah, it's not every every game is not created the same. Every matchup's not created the same. Um, and then, you know, some of these years it turns into stuff like that. So it's uh, not shocking to hear, hear that's happening. Right. And the other part of this, too, and it's not, you know, again, what are we looking for? Actionable information, right? You know, I don't know how actionable this is. It's more just a commentary for you know, a lot of the casual bettors who, okay, they see Selection Sunday coming up. They're or wanting to get involved now. They're at least paying attention here to the lines every day. This has been, as far as I can remember, Kelly, one of the worst years for pro bettors in college basketball in a really, really long time. And, it, you know, we were joking last night just over text how, you know, the one side I bet that was, you know, a pro side that moved two points in my direction, I was never close to covering with Alabama. The one side where I was totally against the smart money was an easy win. I mean, and that's kind of how this college basketball season has been. There's a really respected syndicate that's been doing this for a really long time that is having their worst season ever. And has been that has been very a very publicly known thing in the betting circles. That's not to say you should just say, oh, what are the pros betting? Go the other way. It's just more to have that context now going forward where you really need to be 
going deeper into your analysis of these games if you're better and not just blindly saying, oh, hey, two-point line move here. Great situation there. Yeah. Let me just follow that because it has not been profitable whatsoever. And you only know that that is going to grow as we go to the NCAA tournament where the variance rises and you have much more handle and action on these games. Yeah, I think it applies to I, – I mean, look, I've noticed that big time in, in the NBA this season too where, where I feel like I have been – kind of like you had last night, whatever, whatever number I'm grabbing moves against me ends up close. I could have gotten a better number and you know, majority of them, I'm still, I'm still cashing. I think there's some of that has to do with, so, you know, every single year we're going to bring this up, um, you know, until all 50 States, I guess are, are, are legalized, but we've got more and more betters in the market every single year. So yeah. it does mess with your head, but I think it's, I think I've been lucky that when those were happening to me earlier in the early in the NBA season, I was still winning them enough that I didn't really let it affect my betting. But because it is, you know, over the long run, that closing line value, it's called value for a reason. You are getting value if you're getting close. You know, if you are getting value on whatever the closing number is, if you're getting a better number than what that is over the long run, that is going to turn into winning bets for you. But it's just it's season to season. It can change a little differently. Yeah. And you are seeing some, uh, some yeah. people in better stuff. Not like we're sitting out here saying, oh, yeah, you should feel great about yourself. If you take plus six in the game, close is not. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's just more something to keep, a, keep in mind here as we go forward here. There's only a few weeks left in the college basketball regular season. And then Selection Sunday uh, right around the corner as well. When we come back, we'll dive into NBA in-season win totals with the post-All-Star break schedule starting tonight here on A Numbers Game. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, if you haven't already, check out the brand new vsin.com with a fresh look, enhanced navigation, mobile first focus, improved functionality, and expanded educational content. If you go on the website right now, how about this, Kelly? You ready for spring training baseball? Whoo, let's go. Let's go indeed. Starts this weekend. And our Adam Burke has a great article right now, right? Right? It's a splash on the homepage. How to bet spring training baseball. Which I look forward to reading because I, I would admit, I usually laugh at people who bet spring training baseball, but there is a method to that madness. You can make money off it. 
I had a I had a system for that back in the day, but oh, yeah. that's uh, that's when I was technically covering spring training baseball, and I would just <laughs> I would just show up before everybody else and see when the lineup got posted on the door. You would just you go out to uh, you know you go out to your local old Roger Dean Stadium up there in Jupiter, Roger. Florida. Say so go out to the old Jupiter Country Club. Hey, eh? who's on the first tee right now versus <laughs> who's in the club? Okay, I'm gonna. That was the only thing I had though. It was like okay, if there's a you know, you get those spring training games where yeah. is there a star or two playing in it or is it nobody playing in it, right? Yeah. Or the split squads where you don't know who's going right, where. Right, exactly. The split squads, yeah, where they're all over the place. Yeah. My dad told me he was going to a spring training game in, you know, in uh, Scottsdale and he's walking in there excited to watch the guys. And as they're walking in, like four stars from the Brewers are walking out. to Getting go on to the, a bus. They're like, whoa. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to the golf course. And it was like third inning. You know, they were done. They were done for the day. Uh, we will have a lot more baseball to come, especially when Gil gets back next week. But right now, post-All-Star break in the NBA resumes tonight. And we are talking our favorite win total bets that you can bet right now. These are available at DraftKings, a number of other markets as well. Now that we have, for the most part, about 25 games left in the 82-game regular season, we'll, cut, we'll go back and forth here, Kelly. I'll start with my favorites. We'll go back and forth with you. I'll go to the negatives first. And if there is a team I'm looking to fade, if we're trying to extrapolate out teams that are going to be not only in sell mode, because we're after the deadline, but teams who are in absolutely zero incentive to win mode, the Washington Wizards are at the top of this list. They're 9-45 and 45 so far. And yet for the rest of the season... The win total is set at 16 and a half. There's a little bit of underjuice with that. But for Washington to go over that number, they would need to go 8 and 20 over their final 28 games and have the eighth toughest remaining strength of schedule. It's a team that, while they still have Denny Avdia, who's been a great, great stats, bad team guy, and Jordan Poole is just basically freelancing, doing whatever the hell he really wants to, this is a team that is that leads the league in pace. They love to go fast, and yet they don't defend anybody. 27th in defensive rating this season. They have not been able to shoot threes very well all year, despite taking a ton of them. 27th in threes and are third last in offensive rating as a whole. If you're, it's one of those weird things, Kelly. If you're going to go fast in the NBA and you are making that part of your core identity, you would think you'd at least be somewhat good at it. The other teams in the NBA who are <laughs> right, top five yeah. in pace, yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks, Atlanta Hawks, and the Indiana Pacers, they all rank top 10 in offensive right. rating. Yeah. And it makes sense. If you are a good team in transition and pushing tempo, you should make that part of your identity. If you're not, why would you keep going down that path? Yet Washington has, in the interim, head coach Brian Keefe is in there just trying to you know, help, uh, help get through the season. Get through the season, essentially. Because <laughs> yeah, they've been, they've been doing term. this from, from day one. Exactly. And you're right. They, it's been them running into a wall every time. And, and yeah. do, just real quick, you know, kind of a little bit nuanced on the, on the NBA season, right? We keep hearing everybody go crazy about well, all these highs, the high scoring and stuff. Yeah. It, a large part of it is because you have teams like the ones you just listed off that are so efficient offensively and high-paced offensively and then suck defensively. Exactly. Uh, and, again, teams that lean into that for no apparent reason. And also Washington now, you have a really tough schedule going forward. You, and the, the other thing, too, the, the starting lineup has been super consistent. They've barely missed any games. you got to think as you get later. I mean, Kyle Kuzma for the second straight year, a deadline candidate, does not wow. get moved from Washington, which I was surprised at. Second straight year, I've been uh, I've been rooting for Kuzma to go to the Bucks. Kelly, as a Bucks fan, that didn't happen. And he kept Avdia uh, still there through the deadline. Uh, Poole's been starting every game. You would think as the season goes on, some of those guys start the old uh, the old DNP CD uh, parentheses rest. Yeah, I, as I we mean, go forward, I think overall, just when you're looking at this market in general, and and I'm kind of mad at Ben because I, I really spent a lot of time on this and deep diving into these yesterday because I was convinced I was going to find one or two bets that I would actually actually make. 
I didn't. I got a lot that I leaned to, including yeah. this wizard, this wizard's underplay. I think you're right, but the biggest point I, I think that you can make is these win totals are set right now. You're always, you're going to find more value on the unders in most of these than Correct. overs because there's too many things that you can bring up, right? So these, some of these bad teams just getting DMPs on some of the star players, not wanting to risk injuries. If you've got teams, obviously, that are in playoff positions, teams that you can make a bit of a tanking argument for, even though we don't really have, you know, a clear t- top, you know, couple uh, uh, great NBA talents, prospects coming out in the draft. There's yeah. still always reason, more reasons to play an under at this point in the season than an over. Usually, I definitely found myself gravitating toward that and just looking, you know, down the list. There were a few overs though that you look at and you go based on the current team roster construction. There are definite paths to finding a lot of success down the stretch. The Miami Heat are a team. I look at the changes they've made and all the injuries that the Heat have had to overcome. Currently sitting 45 and a half on their in-season win total, which means they'd have to go 16 and 11 over their final 27 games, but have the fourth easiest strength of schedule in that span. Heat have used 29 different starting lineups, 190 games missed, and yet they've started to find their stride 13th in offensive rating last five games before the All-Star break. And the Terry Rogier trade, while he is out right now, expected to come back in a week or two with a knee injury, that has completely changed the dynamic on offense because with Rogier now in, the penetration is so much better for Miami. He's able to drive, find open corner shooters where the Heat are now averaging over 11 and a half corner threes a game. That would league the NBA on the entire basis of the season. So you set up your dead-eye three-point shooters like a Duncan Robinson and a Tyler Hero, each 40-plus percent three-point shooters, by the way. And now Miami just has so much more cohesion on offense, along with a defense that has been rock solid all year, the best defense in overall rating in the month of February. Once everybody's healthy and into the fold, which should happen in the next couple of weeks, I really like Miami to make a deep run. They are not the team that is currently sitting seventh in the East. They are much better than that unit. And 16 and 11 is very much attainable over the final stretch. Yeah, I think the one, um, the other, so the, you can, uh, you know, arguments for over in the unders, right? Okay, they're a team that's currently in that seven seed in the East. You're going to think they're also going to be doing everything they can to get out of that play-in situation and get into the top six. So you're not, you know, that's a situation where some of these guys, where even maybe if Jimmy Butler could use a night off, isn't going to get one because they really do need yeah. to get into that top six. I don't hate it. I just don't believe in this Heat team at all. Uh, but <laughs> I know I, you have a very love-hate relationship. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I felt the same way last year, and you know, look what happened. I think that the, I love the Terry Rozier it, uh, trade. I do love that I think that there is a good chance that they do look like a different team down this final stretch and as we get into the playoffs as you mentioned so many of the the starting lineups have changed over and over again because of the injuries if they can get everybody back on the court find some consistency maybe they can put this together just the season long offensive numbers have been so poor for them uh, it's just hard for me uh-huh. to trust them right now, especially while Rozier's out, where there is still some questions on, you know, what that, how, how long that might be sure. here. I know, but I mean, Butler's been out for yep. two and a half weeks, had, a, had the personal absence of death in the family. He's expected you know, to be back soon, but yeah, all, all sort of uh, big angles there to keep in mind here with the heat down the home stretch. For you, Kelly, you, know, you didn't end up with any bets here, but what did you end up uh, liking on the at least the lean side here? Yeah, there for, was uh, uh, yeah there, there was kind of five that I isolated, um, and three I was going to talk about here. But w- Wizards was one that stuck out to me. I think another bottom feeder uh, or a bottom team I'm going to bring up real quick too is Pistons. I think Pistons under 14 and a half would need to finish seven to 21 to go over. You see uh, Monty Williams out here saying, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep fighting hard." Uh, it's like, oh, really, Monty? Now you're going to try, right? To play. Right, exactly. Now you're, you know, you keep in mind. 
line. This is a team that, like, I was higher on them beginning of the season, but we've gotten to a point now where, okay, they've also traded away good players. Bogdanovich isn't there anymore. Monte Morris got traded away. So they've also lost some players. I think that's one you could look at, uh, you could look at as well. The other one that didn't put, didn't, didn't put on the graphic, but I think is one I could be attracted to as well. And I've heard several other NBA handicappers mention is the Suns, uh, Suns under 48 and a half, just because you're not going to push some of those veteran players as you get closer. However, I will bring up kind of same thing with the Miami Heat of them being very close to that play in situation that I you would I, I you want to avoid as much as you possibly can and stay inside that top six. So that's the only reason where it didn't become a stronger lean or a yeah. bet for me uh, on the Suns um, to get into the ones I do like magic over 45 and a half. I don't think this is a team that's going anywhere in the Eastern Conference. Um, they finally are getting guys back healthy. We're seeing Paul Bancaro have another great season. Franz Wagner back in the lineup. They are playing much better uh, team basketball. They need to finish 16-11 to go over that mark. Easiest schedule left in the NBA. Um, And then they, again, avoiding that play-in race, it, it would be crucial. The way I would play this, though, Wait till they play the Cavs probably tonight. I did bet yeah. the Magic tonight actually with the points, but you're talking about a seven point spread in that game tonight. I, yes, I took plus seven and a half. I didn't bet the money line though. Um, I would I would think if you're if you're worried about that game tonight, wait till tomorrow. At least the juice will change on this, if not the number by a game. Uh, real quick, then Timberwolves under fifty six and a half. This is just. Look, they got to finish 17 and 10. They hit this over. Um, You don't have a a really tough schedule left, but they play all the marquee teams in the Western Conference. So I know there's some people really high on on Minnesota and them needing to get home court advantage. It's just easier said than done with what they do have left on the schedule. And the Jazz under 37 and a half. I think this goes into uh, what you brought up about uh, the Wizards and some of their players. Jazz not going anywhere. Could see some time on the bench. They'd have to go 12 and 14 and hit over fourth toughest schedule remaining um, this is one I'd be looking to after tonight when they play the Hornets I like it we'll transition talk a little college hoops with our pal Tim Murray on the other side a numbers game on VSEN the sports betting network if you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the Visa experts have got you covered. Become a Visa Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That is VSIN.com slash Pro And speaking of our college basketball experts, we have Tim Murray coming up with us right now here on a numbers game. We had a great card last night, Kelly. Unfortunately, tonight leaves a uh, little to be desired. <laughs> Kelly, you were saying because of the uh, the NBA coming back, that was your thought? Season starts tonight for a lot of people. You uh, got to clear out the college yeah. basketball, man. Meanwhile, Tim shaking his head uh, over, uh, <laughs> over, over at home here as he joins us right now. Uh, Tim, going back to last night first, since there's not a ton of great games on the card tonight, and then we'll get into just some big picture stuff. Yeah. What do you make of what's going on with the, the usage of Rob Dillingham in Kentucky, which has been this consistent story now in SEC play? It's like Coach Calipari barely wants to play him, yet he comes out, he's rising in all the, the mock drafts in the NBA ranks for next year. Hits a ridiculous fadeaway to give Kentucky a late lead. They then get walked off on a buzzer beater by LSU last night. Seems really bizarre for a Kentucky team that is faded in SEC play and now sits on the six seed line as we stand today. Yeah, it is. It's really, you know, uh, I'm going to use a, a word that I'm excited to use. Befuddling. Uh, does it yes. make 
a ton of sense uh, when you look at, I mean, I know, Ben, you're more piped into, you know, the draft kind of world than I am, especially with the G League work that you do. But, I mean, in a pretty weak draft, uh, he's a guy that's going to be, I don't know if he'll be number one, but he's going to be definitely high up there. And it's it's really made not a ton of sense. Uh, and then this Kentucky team doesn't make a lot of sense. And, you know, what I'm curious about, uh, guys, moving forward, if you look at, you know, the futures market and, you know, last night was another case, right? Uh, they weren't top 10, uh, as I've heard, you know, veer into Illinois. Uh, but, you know, I, I had Penn State last night and honestly, I thought I was fortunate to get the cover and then they win the game. Out, <laughs> we right? were just talking Down about that. Seven with like a minute to go. So uh, it, it's just that, that's just what this year has been. And uh, I think it's going to be a really fascinating tournament. And I think Kentucky, to your point, Ben, is going to be one of those teams where, you know, on the first Friday or whenever, you know, first Friday of the tournament and, and Kentucky gets knocked out. We're going to say, yep, we saw it coming. But we could also say this Kentucky team makes a run to the Elite Eight slash Final Four. And you're like, yeah, they got the talent out there. So I think they're kind of one of the unique aspects of this entire college basketball season. I mean, look at this run here. You lose at home a couple Saturdays ago to Gonzaga, a team that, I mean, it felt like from the betting standpoint, and I know in, uh, I don't know if a lot of people in, in humans contests laid it with Kentucky, but I certainly knew a couple people who just thought that was a slam dunk. They lose that game outright as a four point favorite. And then you fast forward to last weekend guys, and they go to Auburn and they pull out a win as an eight point dog. And then last night, as you alluded to, they lose to LSU, which was a, it was a kind of a, a classic letdown spot, but I mean, that's what this year in college basketball really has been. And hell, I mean, you could even lump UConn and, and Purdue into falling into that recently with you know, Purdue losing to Ohio State. And then, you know, yesterday or two nights ago, losing uh, UConn, losing to Creighton. But, you know, back to your your you know kind of initial answer or question. Yeah, I, I don't fully understand what what Kentucky's doing from a usage standpoint uh, of, of the talent that they have on this roster. And, and Coach Cal has done this before. You know, Gary Parrish of CBS is, has talked about it. Uh, where this is not new. I mean, there have been moments. I mean, Devin Booker, look up his numbers from his time. At Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. He averaged like 17 minutes a game. I mean, it's it's pretty wild how he will do this. But Kentucky's one of those teams where, you know, for us as betters, I kind of want them to keep losing uh, just to see if we can, you know, maybe get them. I don't know. It kind of feels a little bit like uh, when Kentucky beat Wichita State when they were the undefeated one seed. Like, could we get them on that six line or seven line and they could be a really sneaky second round kind of, uh, you know, upset type of play? Yeah, Kentucky was an eight seed that year, made the run to the final four. Yeah, so you still feel bad for the, the, the Wichita State drew Kentucky still feels like a uh, an egregious, oh, that was brutal, egregious man. I mean, decision on. by the committee. I still remember that was yeah, it was not uh, not a fun undefeated time. Undefeated out of the out of the Missouri Valley, and uh, they, I'm with they, you. they put them there in the one line against Kentucky. What ridiculous! Yeah. I uh, I still remember that. I, I agree wholeheartedly with you on that, Tim. Ten years later, uh, we go to, and as a result of that, you know, you look at the bubble now because of all the parity in college basketball. The bubble is as fascinating this year as I can remember, Tim. With so many teams who have either worked their way onto it after seemingly being dead in the water, or now all of a sudden being in peril of missing the tournament after looking like a rock solid, a rock solid team earlier in the season. A team that kind 
kind of fits in the former category is Villanova. As we have some of these bubble props right now at DraftKings, I'm shocked that Villanova, there's minus 130 to make the tournament. They're 15 and 11. They've gotten hot recently. They're still in the next four out category, at least in Lenardi's bracketology at ESPN. Uh, having won three or four, but they still have to go at UConn. Do get a home game against Creighton here down the home stretch. And Kyle Neptune's team is playing really good defense right now. Offense still leaves a lot to be desired. What do you make of this home stretch here for Nova as a minus 130 favorite to get into the big dance? Yeah, and as we're sitting here, and and you know, we talked about it last night, and we're, you know, I think me, JVT, and Jim Root, who was on the show last night, are kind of kicking ourselves because we were throwing around these props, and Cincinnati was one that we said, you know, maybe we play the no uh, after they beat Oklahoma State. Well, they lost to Oklahoma State, and now they <laughs> yeah. are in some trouble. Uh, they are, you know, per bracket matrix. And now bracket matrix, uh, I reference it a lot on my show. For those who do not know, bracket matrix is a really good resource to utilize, especially if you want to bet into these markets of the will they or won't they make the NCAA tournament because it's an aggregation of all the bracketologists out there. But you got to remember, not all of these have populated yet. Not everyone's spitting them out every single day, like you alluded to. So yeah, Villanova, uh, you know, for them, they are very, you know, hard team to figure out when you look at, you know, what their body of work to this point, you know, you think back earlier in the year, Ben, they went, you know, and did that. Uh, I think they went to the Bahamas and won some really big games. Um, but, you know, for Villanova, I, I, I'm not seeing this as a, a full on, you know, like they should be a favorite to make the NCAA tournament type of team. I mean, think about it this way. Uh, they got UConn on Saturday, so they're going to be a massive underdog uh, in that spot. They still have Creighton, albeit they get that at home. Uh, tricky road game at Providence at Seton Hall. Uh, I would certainly look at right now uh, without fully diving into you know all the yes and no's, but I would look at the no on Villanova at even money, guys, just yeah. because of you know where where they sit right now what the schedule looks like. It feels like a bit of an overreaction to, a, you know, look, a nice win yesterday over over Butler, but uh, or two days ago, I should say. But I don't know. I mean, you've got road games at UConn, Providence, and Seton Hall still left and a home game against Creighton, who, you know, it, it certainly feels like they're hitting their stride at the right time there. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens here with Kyle Neptune's squad moving forward. But, yeah, I alluded to that, you know, stretch earlier on in the year uh, where they got some nice wins. They, you know, they beat North Carolina, which is uh, which is helping out the Memphis win. We'll see. Uh, doesn't look as good as maybe it was when they got it back in late November uh, as Memphis got a much needed win and they play FAU. You know, the interesting one, Ben, is a team that plays tonight in this yes, no market. It's Gonzaga. You know, Gonzaga is probably one of the last four in uh, at this point in time. They have one quad one win uh, to their resume right now, which is the road game against Kentucky. They'll still have a couple opportunities upcoming as they go to San Francisco and to St. Mary's. But, you know, Ben, we were talking about this last night on the show. They're minus three dollars to make the NCAA tournament. I don't see that right now for this Gonzaga team. While they're probably in the field at this point in time, you got to remember some of these bubble teams, if they make a run in the in their conference tournaments, you just add a lot to your resume. Uh, the only reason I wouldn't race to take the 220 is that we know living here in Vegas how often this Gonzaga team goes to the Orleans and wins that uh -huh. conference tournament. Yep. So, I mean, obviously, if you win the auto bid, you're getting in and you win your bet. So I wouldn't recommend by any stretch of the imagination, minus $3. That price is off. However, 
I would be nervous to take the plus 220, Ben, just because of the possibility and the reality that Gonzaga in a win in a must win spot on a Tuesday night in March at the Orleans, AKA Spokane South, that they beat St. Mary's and, and get the auto bid. And he's healthy 21 and a half point favorite tonight on the road against yeah. Shante Leggett's uh, Portland pilot. So, you know, it's not like the competition is great there night in night out in the WCC as Tim Murray joins us right now, host of Eason prime time, six to nine Eastern time, Monday through Friday here on the network. Follow him at one Tim Murray, at least for the other games tonight here, Tim, no place for you, but uh, what do you make of this spot for Wazoo, who's kind of played themselves off the bubble? They've had a really good stretch recently under Kyle Smith, catching 13 on the road in Tucson at Arizona tonight. Yeah, I would actually look, if anything, look Arizona here. Um, it's a revenge spot for Arizona. And, you know, it's not the same situation, Ben, but we saw this last week, right? Indiana State gets ranked for the first time since 1979. They lose to Illinois State as a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Washington State, a little bit different. Uh, first time ranked since 2008. So it has been a long time. Kyle Smith has done an absolutely remarkable job. As you said, they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. But Arizona... Arizona, I kind of think they're kind of going into gear right now. You got that revenge angle. Uh, I don't like laying points, but uh, it would be Arizona or pass for me in this spot. I think it's a really good spot for the Cats uh, to to make a statement tonight out there in uh, in Tucson. At betters have been squarely on Arizona. That's moved up a point, point and a half since the Open. He's Tim Murray. Yep. Follow him at one, Tim Murray. Tim, always great to talk to you, pal. All right. See you, Ben. Tim will have his show tonight as well. Check out Vison Prime Time, 6 to 9 Eastern. As well, we'll talk some NBA MVP when we come back. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. You can use a no-sweat bet on live betting some golf. Kelly Bidlin tracking the Mexico Open, which is now uh, underway. Tough start for one of your guys, Keith Mitchell, but he's bounced back, Kelly. I didn't have Keith Mitchell. Oh, you Everybody else did. Oh, you know. 
Everybody else Classic did. Classic me assuming you, uh, <laughs> you had him. Because I, I, no, else. but I played uh, – yeah, I got a lot of my guys are on the course right now. I did play some first-round leaders. They, we didn't bring it up early because they are all, uh, all are all out there on the course right now. Um, I did play Taylor Pendrith, first-round leader, as I played him like in everything this week. I did play Michael Kim, and I did play Doug Kim. I don't know where Doug Kim's at. Oh, he's back uh, even, to even part. Even, yeah, he, he had a rough start as well. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, I think Michael Kim is the only one right now that looks uh, even remotely threatening uh, in the first-round leader market. But, uh, yeah, like we were commenting on it uh, kind of early or first break or before the show, the uh, – the uh, mixed scoring so far out there. This is usually a pretty easy course, and there's and it, uh, a lot of guys struggling. A lot of guys struggling early out there. We, and you went rush to check the weather. Nope, that's not an totally issue. Perfectly fine. fine. Yeah, perfectly fine. Did we check the what was in the mai tais last night at uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Dante Vallarta? That might, might that should have been our second order of business there. Cam Champ four under through six holes. He is plus three eighty live right now to be first round leader as a heavy favorite at the moment. It always you know always reminds me though when you check that you wake up and you check the scores and your guys are not doing well of the. 2022, when I had a first-round leader on Tom Kim at the Wyndham, first hole of his tournament, Snowman, I wake up and I'm like, well, I can go back to bed. This is over. <laughs> well, Tom Kim ends up going 24 under over his next 71 holes to win the tournament, his first career PGA Tour win. So, you know, I always think yep. back to that. It happens. It happens. And, I, and then you chuckle like Cameron Champ. This is like the one of the few courses he'll ever it's win on. He could win on. You know, bomber, <laughs> Bomber's Paradise. Yeah, exactly. Here for I'll have more. Yeah, keep, we'll keep you posted as the tournament and the weekend goes on as far as the Mexico Open goes. Uh, right now, though, Kelly, as we continue our uh, mega NBA day here on the show with the post-All-Star break festivities resuming tonight. And Nick Whalen from Rotowire joins us as well in about 15 minutes to talk more big-picture NBA. We go to the MVP race where you are still very much believing, Kelly. There is some value to be had here. Four guys now under 10-1 to 1, uh, with the latest odds showing Nikola Jokic, that minus-135 favorite. Yeah. But based on where we're at right now, reason to believe this thing is far from over with still 25, 28 games or so still to play. Yeah, absolutely. In my opinion, it's far from over. The uh, uh, you know latest Tim Bontemps uh, straw poll from a couple weeks ago, it, it did seem like there was a lot of Jokic love out there. Uh, I'm still kind of questioning how much that happened just very quickly after Embiid. Embiid getting, you know, the news comes out, he's going to be out, going to get surgery, and that he's kind of disqualified from the race. And very soon after that, uh, the, the straw poll was put together and I'm wondering how many people kind of just send in Jokic uh, without you know really diving into some stuff where they where they will with a lot of these people that are voters will do that you know before they have to submit their official MVP selection in my opinion Ben these Jokic and SGA numbers should be much closer together we have seen that uh, you know surprisingly over the all-star break that Jokic number has come down. I think it got out to like minus 150 up at, up at DK. Come down a little bit. We've seen that SGA number get a little shorter. So I think that does uh, make some sense. Um, when you're talking about some of the advanced metrics, uh, you know, EPM, estimated plus minus over dunks and threes. It's a big measurement of individual success, just kind of uh, per 100 possessions. SGA only behind Joel Embiid for the season. If you go into win share, uh, SGA is number one in the NBA, and that is usually highly correlated with who has won the MVP in past years. So I, I think there's still some value uh, on SGA over two to one. I think the other movement that we've seen in the market it's, it, during the All-Star break, so it's not like there's any games being played. Uh, it's the next three guys below Jokic and SGA here, and, and it's Giannis keeps getting a little bit longer. 
okay, Luca had, had had gotten short, drifted back out. Now he's kind of below that 10 to 1 mark again. He's at 9 to 1. And then we've seen this Tatum love recently, which I I get that he's the best player on on the best team in the NBA. I just think when you start looking statistically at what everybody else is doing, he doesn't doesn't really belong in this conversation. I think that I think him and Kawhi Leonard are kind of the same uh, the same story right now, and it would it, you know it would require Kawhi that that team to be the one seed in the West. But those numbers are a little bit more comparable than the four guys above them. Luca, I'm not I can't get there on. I, he could be awesome. I do think the Dallas Mavericks are going to be better here post all-star break and actually go into the playoffs with some with some momentum but where they're currently at record wise you just don't you the last time we saw something like this and one of the few times we've seen we've seen something like this for the past 30 years is when Russell Westbrook averaged over a triple double for the entirety of a season and yes Luca's numbers are close to that and he's scoring way more than Westbrook did in that year I I still just can't get where that team's at right now in the standings uh at what seventh in the Western Conference yeah seventh to the Western Conference right now uh, at 32 and 23. I, I just don't think he's really, really realistic of getting home. So I think it goes back to those top three guys. And I don't think Giannis is out of it either. I do think that I got to take a step back on that, having seen the straw poll results where there really wasn't much love for him, you know, at one or even two, um, not as much as I was expecting, but. I think there's still a path uh, for Giannis to get home in this award, too. If you were a believer in the Bucks that they're going to turn this around and actually head into the playoffs with some momentum, if that defense looking a little bit better, um, you know, the odd part since Doc Rivers come on board is that defense has gotten better. It's been the offense that's taken a step back. I think if they're able to get back to that two seed in the East, beat out the Cavs in that division, get back to the two seed in the East, finish strong here, and that national narrative changes a little bit on the Bucks. People are going to look and see that Giannis is going to have possibly his highest scoring season of his entire career and have more assists in a season than he's ever had in his entire career. I think this conversation gets really interesting with MVP in him. So I already have multiple bets on him. Uh, I got a couple on SGA, longer numbers as well. I think they're both very bettable still right now at those current numbers. Bucks have the third easiest schedule as well coming up, and you have to believe after finally getting a a week to at least breathe if you're Doc Rivers. I don't know if I would have gone on the whole media tour that Doc did and <laughs> explaining uh, all the negatives about the timing of him taking the job for Milwaukee, but I guess he had been in the media this year, so it's understandable. Yeah. You would think all the thing, all the, all the metrics and uh, different circumstances are in line. You know, just comparing the advanced numbers, too, where Jokic is usually where he is the guy who sets himself apart is because the advanced stats are just unassailable, right? right yes. And they're so much better. You know, Jokic is, you know, he's about a point better on both offensive rating and defensive rating than uh, the Giannis right now. Player impact estimate. I don't know how much you ever look into that, Kelly. It's, you know, it's slightly higher than Giannis, but they're all with, you know, they're in the same ballpark right yeah, now. Correct. And the team's records are a game and a half different at the moment for as much as the narrative has been, oh, the Bucks have just been a, a, a train wreck for the most part. They're still only a half game out of the two seed in the, in the East. So is there really enough difference there to suggest, okay, should Jokic be, that far away from Giannis in the overall odds, it, it, just considering the pedigree. And that is that is simply my whole point, right? It comes down to the betting odds, and what you look at the betting odds, it, it, it implies that there's a bigger difference between, bigger separation between all three of these players, right, than, than in actuality there is. And just from, a, from an NBA fan perspective, Nicole Jokic, he's the best player in the NBA. He's he's that he is surpassed. I I was beating the Giannis drum for a long time of Giannis being the best player in the NBA. You know that. Um, it is Jokic, Embiid, Giannis. I think pretty clearly in that order as far as the best players. But 
Yes, Jokic is having a great year. Yes, we're going to expect to see that from him every single year. And when you're talking about a season where his numbers are just at least slightly worse overall than what we've seen out of him in MVP years in the past, and then you gotta, you've got a story in a case like SGA leading a group of you know, quote unquote, nobodies, you know, kind of to, to where they're at in the Western Conference. I think it's a hell of a story, hell of a, hell of a narrative, not really being discussed as much as it should be, uh, in my opinion, of what the, what this Thunder team's really doing this year. It's to me is such a great case that if if it doesn't happen this year, Ben, where you where someone can right. beat out then, Jokic, then when, when yeah. is it ever going to happen? Right. And that that's kind of where. I think there's another reason where you could make an argument for a bet on one of these guys because I think some voters will be thinking that. It's not, I don't want to call it necessarily voter fatigue, right? But a reason, you know Jokic is going to be around in this conversation for the next several years. So a reason to give another guy an award this year, I think some voters will look that way. Is it? Would it be enough? Like if OKC, what do they have to do? Get to, you know, their win total right now is 54 and a half. Like what would it take? I think they got to be. Part of the, you know, part of the team equation here. Yeah, I think year. it's a great question because that definitely plays into a lot of these situations we brought it up with Milwaukee I mean is it one seed in the West maybe not but they got to beat out Denver right I think if they beat out Denver then you can at least point to that hey they had a better season than the Denver Nuggets did that's another check mark in the in the SGA camp Uh, right now both teams 54 and a half on the win total so that would indicate if you were just making this if you're making that case right Kelly and you're basing it on the team success because the numbers already are you know pretty well documented at this point pretty good sample size Odds are basically even on those teams who will ha- finish with a better record now, and the odds of the MVP, as we've talked about, not exactly shaded that way. Jokic yeah. minus 135, and just Alexander at plus 210. Uh, still to come, we will talk more NBA. Nick Whalen from RotoWire joins us to kick off hour number two. We'll also have, I want to make sure I talk for a couple minutes about uh, the Austin Matthews, the movement here in the Hart I Trophy. I made a hockey uh, bet. <laughs> Kelly Bidlin made a hockey bet. We'll discuss that in hour number two as Matthews gets goal number 50 last night. Shout out uh, to our, uh, our our guests from yesterday, uh, JD, for, uh, for, for getting that one. He was all over it. We have a lot to get to still. Hour number two of a numbers game starts next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 